we can be at peace in the midst of a crazy world. And that's actually God's design for us. And if we will fear not and walk in the peace of Jesus, we will do a much better job of being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Chad. Thanks for being here and having this conversation. We are kicking off a series called Trigger Warning. And I feel like during... Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, during, during like 2020... Man, the world went nuts and everybody was upset. No matter what you did, half the people were upset with you. If you said something, people were upset. If you didn't say something, people were upset. And I feel like we've had a season of calm. And so you decide, hey, let's do a series called Trigger Warning and let's go push on all these nerves again. Uh, talk us through kind of what you're thinking and, and, and why this is important for us to have this conversation now. Yeah. I don't know if uh, at large American society we've had a season of calm. Mm -hmm. I think it's just calmed down a little bit in the church maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, we're going to enter a season if, if it has been a little more calm, mm -hmm. uh, the wind's blowing a little harder right now mm -hmm. and, uh, election season will be upon us before we know it. So I just thought it right and good to talk about some of these big issues of our time. I thought about calling the series, um, things that are bothering me, mm -hmm. <laughs> But uh, perhaps that's not as compelling of a title, but that's really what the series is. Prayed about it, thought about it, got convicted about it. So we're going to talk about uh, some different things that I think the church can navigate better, mm -hmm. uh, just within the context of the tension of grace and truth. So it's, it's not all grace and it's not all truth. We live in the tension of those two things because mm -hmm. Jesus is full of grace and Jesus is full of truth. So we're going to talk about same-sex attraction. We're going to talk about some of the gender questions of our time. We're going to talk about just some simple things that are in the gray. Mm -hmm. um, how do we treat alcohol? Um, marijuana is a big question that I get recently. You know, does the Bible say anything about that in particular? And if not, how do we manage those things? So that's what the series is about. We called it Trigger Warning because that's what everybody told me we should call it. So, And I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're really legalistic, right, when we talk about grace in this series, um, you're going to be offended. It's going to bother you. Mm -hmm. And if you're really... Um, in the realm of license, you know, we got grace, we can do whatever we want. And the truth side of this series is really going to bother you. So the plan is just to offend everybody in this series. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and just the nature of humanity, we should be offended by God. Like there's, there's some things that should push against our beliefs, our thoughts, our natural way of doing things where God's going to go, hey, um, I'm going to disagree with you on some things. Yeah. And so for all of us, and uh, I said this recently, if, if, Every time you talk to God, God always agrees with you 100% of the time on everything. You might not be talking to God. You might just be talking to yourself uh, because God's going to push on us a little bit. He's going to challenge us in different areas. And to your point, if you have a rebellious person, uh, rebellion typically is like, hey, let's just celebrate all the sin things. Like, let's just, let's just, yeah, that's, that's how I am. And that's just We're what I do. We're free in Jesus that's in right. every way. And then there's the religion side and that's like, let, let's cover everything. So there's celebrate, there's cover. And then what we're talking about is let, let's be real and authentic and go, okay, yeah, we need help. And, and we don't have it all together. And there are things that I naturally think and believe and want, uh, and it's not necessarily what's best or what's right or what's good. And so um, we need to be okay having conversations that are going to push us in different areas, that are going to challenge us in different areas. Yeah, what surprises me or what um, bothers me a little bit 
specifically with people in the big C church at large, and this would include our church, Mm -hmm. is some of the fear that's there. Mm -hmm. You know, society's falling apart. It's never been this bad. Um, Well, the truth is it's always been bad. Uh, We're more aware of it. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some agendas that are different or, or more intense. But the most common command in the Bible to a child of God or to God's people is not to fear. Mm -hmm. And so this series is really about what's the truth. Okay, let's stand on that. And then how do we navigate that in a world that desperately needs the love of Jesus? And so we're going to live in that tension. We're not going to be afraid. um, And we're going to thrive even in sinful times. And so I said it was going to be fun. I don't know that it's going to be fun. Um, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, if you're a Sun Valley person, you know, Robert and I appreciate your prayers as we walk through this series. But I, I just think it's necessary. Which it's it's important to the, – the goal is not to offend. The goal is not to come in and just let's get everybody riled up. The yeah. goal is to help us to think critically, to actually go, okay, how do, how do I think biblically? Because all of us have a filter. We're looking at everything and we're receiving information through a filter. How, how do we make sure that that filter is a biblical filter and not a, not a personal or a cultural filter? Yeah. Well, we have um, all kinds of people attending Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people that disagree with me on some of the things I'm going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to make sure that we're very clear. Um, there was a, um, a a gay couple that wrote me an email. I just saw it recently. I've, I've yet to respond. I think I'm going to call them instead of responding by email. But they felt like it, we did a bait and switch because everybody's welcome at Sun Valley, right? And then they wanted to go to the marriage course. Well, at Sun Valley, we have a traditional view of marriage, which would be between one man and and one woman. And so they were upset about that, and they felt like it did a bait and switch. So I'm actually going to call and apologize and say, I'm sorry if that was, you know, unclear. So I'm learning, too. Um, What I don't want to do is get to a place where, as a church, we're not welcoming to everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also have to live in this tension of we're, we welcome everyone, but we don't welcome all behaviors. Mm-hmm. And this would be true for all kinds of things. And so, again, it's this tension of grace and truth. And so in this series, you know, um, it's not really a minefield. It's it's just walking the path of Jesus. But but Jesus challenges us to your point earlier. And it was it was Tim Keller that I first heard this from, you know, if if you. Pray to God, and he always agrees with you. You don't worship the real God. You worship your own Stepford version of him, is mm-hmm. the way that Tim mm-hmm. Keller said it, meaning we've created God in our own image. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God offends, and God loves, and all that is happening at the same time. Yeah, there's a there's a quote that God created mankind in his image, and we've been trying to return the favor ever since. Oh, yeah. Of that's going, okay, God, we'll make you in our image now, and that's just not the design of it. And to, to your point, you said – some people go, man, things are crazy, and it, it's never been like this. Um, things were bad in the days of Noah. So just to give some perspective, and and there's been all kinds of wild living and craziness and cultural uh, conflict, and, and that's been happening throughout the history of mankind. This is not a new thing. Um, yet, it's magnified because we have technology. We have social media. It's oh, yeah. no longer, you know, I got my... 10 neighbors and we're having conversations about this and three of us disagree with that. Like now it's, there's millions of us all gathering together in these forums and conversations. And there's some great things that come from that. And there's also a lot of mess that comes from that. And so I think everything is just magnified. It's always been there, but we, we just see it and we're more aware of it than we've ever been. Yeah. It's always in your face. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do think there are some great things that come from technology, mm -hmm. right? I mean, people are listening to this podcast, driving down the road. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to be sharing some scripture here in a little bit and those kinds of things. So, so that's great. Uh, on the flip side, uh, evil has a new uh, tool in their hand as well. Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, we've just got to make sure that uh, we're living in that tension of grace and truth and doing the best we can to represent to represent Jesus. So I recently got a text message from somebody and they were being told by somebody else, hey, you need to address this person because you disagree with them and they need to know that you disagree. And and they're they're going, hey, what do I do with this situation? And is it, as a, as a follower of Jesus, is it my responsibility to tell this person, hey, I, I think what you think is wrong? And, and really what they were saying is, how do I handle this conflict? I feel this tension. How do I address it? And I think there's an art to communication and how do we influence culture, uh, not be influenced by culture, uh, but there's, there's a bit of a dancer. You talked about the tension between grace and truth. Talk us through for somebody who's listening right now and they're, they're in disagreement with somebody over some topic. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the approach that you would recommend? And I know that's a blanket statement and I know the real answer is probably it depends, right? But um, what, what are some principles that we can apply to those conversations? If we disagree with somebody, we don't see eye to eye. How do you do that in a way that's still loving, uh, but full of truth? Yeah. Um, well, let's just clarify this. Mm -hmm. uh, loving somebody doesn't mean that you're nice. Uh, by nice, the definition I'm using here is that you're ignoring the truth. Avoiding, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just being from the South, you know, and saying, bless your heart, mm -hmm. and there's, there's no real discussion. Uh, loving somebody is, is there's honesty. Um, but in that honesty, there's respecting the other person uh, as a human being. We, we just finished the series, you know, in James. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about relationships, and then we talked about everyday faith. And James says this, everybody should be quick to listen, mm -hmm. slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And so that would be the answer to your question. That is the biblical response. What would it mean, with this person I disagree with, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry? Um, I do know... That when I have conversations with people that I disagree with, mm -hmm. uh, it does help me see them as a person yeah, and not just as an issue. Yep. Uh, for example, you know, friends in certain categories, before I knew anybody in that category, I made vast assumptions mm -hmm. and come to find out a bunch of those assumptions were incorrect. But then once you get to know somebody, suddenly it's not just about the issue anymore. It's about the person. Mm -hmm. And now you're listening to a person and you're talking to a person that has gone through all kinds of different things. Yeah. Uh, there are people that disagree with me because they haven't walked in the shoes that I've walked in. They haven't lived my life. Uh, therefore, they don't see it the way I see it. Um, the Bible is a guide. It's a guide for all of us. Same house rules for everybody. But God works differently in our lives. Just like my two kids, it's the same house rules in our house. Mm -hmm. But I operate differently with my 20-year-old than I do with my 14-year-old. And so there's all these nuances, mm -hmm. uh, even to faith. And let me say it again. God's word is God, God's word. It's the same house rules. But the more experience you have and the more that you see people as people, the better you get at being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And it's interesting if you if you look at so like um, some of the heroes of the faith in modern time. Uh, Billy Graham, mm -hmm. in my mind, is is one of those. If you don't know who that is, he was a big evangelist in the twentieth century. Um, shared Jesus with literally millions and yep. millions of people. 
Um, some of the big church pastors uh, that are prominent right now, you know, are under fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Warren's under fire for how he's seeing women in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Stanley is trying to do a better job loving on people in the LGBTQ community. Um, those pastors are under fire. But what happens as you get older is you get better at being quick to listen, mm-hmm. slow to speak. And slow to become angry. And in that wisdom, you do a better job loving people. And then all the people that are fired up and aren't, you know, they're, they're quick to speak and slow to listen. Those people, you know, just just shoot bullets at you. And so I, th- I think with age comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. If you're following Jesus, I think, Lord willing, if you're really a disciple of Jesus, you become more like him as you age. And, and I think that you have a deeper commitment to truth. But you're also better at listening and, and loving people. And, and that's, such a, that's such a hard tension. One of the things we're going to talk about in this series is the Bible tells us how to treat outsiders mm-hmm. and how to treat insiders. And, and, and it's two different approaches. Yeah, you mentioned the house rules. The house rules apply to the house. It doesn't apply to the neighbor's house. And so that's right. just like I wouldn't go to my neighbor's house and be like, hey, you need to do this different with your kids or you need to, you know, this is how we need to operate. They'd go, what are you doing? That's not your house. Yeah. The, the Bible says that, that we're to treat insiders, those who are part of the family of God one way, and those who are outside another way. And it's a whole lot more gracious towards the outsiders because the goal is not, hey, live by these rules. Nobody can live by these rules. That's the whole point of Christianity is that none of us can keep the law, including the insiders, including those who are a part of the house. All of us need the grace of God. And so our approach is not with truth to the outsiders. It's with grace and with listening first, getting to know the person, speaking to the heart of the individual and earning an audience, like earning an opportunity to be heard. Hey, Chad, you've been asking all these questions, getting to know me. What do you think about this? What are your views on this? And now there's there's an openness to it. If you just showed up to somebody who you had no relationship with, zero equity, you've done zero listening, and you just started speaking, hey, this is what I believe about this, uh, that's going to get you real far, isn't it? That's, I mean, people are going to just shut down or put up walls, and it's going to become a us versus you or me versus you thing, as opposed to how do I actually – so when it comes to culture and to use the analogy of darkness and light – um, darkness has no defense against light, but it can't avoid it. And we can do things to make darkness want to avoid light. Or when light begins to penetrate darkness and it begins to be um, present, now darkness is dispelled. But the way you do that is, is through gentleness, through kindness, through love, through earning that relationally. And now you can bring light into areas that – and when I say darkness, I'm not even just talking about evil. Sometimes it's just ignorance yeah. uh, to bring light to that. Yeah. I think um – when it comes to relationships in general, we're all kind of stumbling through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one, one of the things that I've learned in recent days from people that I uh, have disagreements with is they were kinder to me than the church has ever been to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even communicated that, you know, um, I, I wish people in the church were as kind as you are, mm-hmm. you know, in your disagreement with me. Um, again, we can love people we disagree with. Jesus did it all the time. And so, yeah, this series is going to be about that. Um, I think every week I'm going to be saying, okay, uh, this is a sermon where I don't want any amens. I don't want any clapping. Um, if I drop a truth bomb and you agree with it, uh, we're not going to celebrate it. We're just going to listen and, mm-hmm. and learn. Just quietly write it down in your notebook. Yeah. And well, yeah. and the flip side is, um, and, and trigger warning is a good title, because there are certain phrases or certain things that you say, and then with that, in modern time, there's vast assumptions, and mm-hmm. so you don't listen to anything after that. And so one of the things we're going to have to navigate 
is staying away from even some of those catchphrases, mm-hmm. right? Which is hard to do because some of the regular language that we use has been turned into a catchphrase. It's been turned into being something else that it didn't originally mean. So you might say a phrase and, and the heart behind it is one thing. But again, the filter through which people hear it, they hear it another way. Yeah. Uh, recently, you were teaching um, you were, you were preaching one weekend and you said, hey, here's what I don't want you to do. Don't assume what I'm going to say based on how I'm going to start this this message and, and where we're going. Listen to the whole thing in the context and uh, and I, I was going from one campus to another, and in the parking lot, there was there was somebody there, and they were really upset with with the message. And I said, "Well, did you listen to the whole thing?" He said, "No, I left right away as soon as Chad started talking. <laughs> uh, had made up their mind of of what you were going to say, and I already know where this is going. I already know where the and, uh, and okay so, that that would be quick to speak mm-hmm. and slow to listen. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of what the Bible says. Yep. So whoever that person is, I want to encourage you to repent and apologize to Robert whenever the conversation. <laughs> because you 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 were quick to give an opinion mm-hmm. without taking it in, mm-hmm. and that's a that's that's our society at large right now. We're mm-hmm. quick to comment. You know, we don't even listen to the whole Instagram post that was. 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just hear one thing and bam, we're on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we need to grow up like yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, th- and there are times I've had this happen and, and somebody gave me this wisdom because there, there are times we'll say something, you'll say something, I'll say something, whoever's listening, you say something. And man, somebody is so offended. And I, and I want your, your wisdom on this as well, Chad. Somebody comes back and is like, I can't believe you would say that. And it's, you know, they're angry and they're yeah. hurt and they're frustrated. And sometimes they're yelling. They got a vein popping out of their neck. And it's like, oh, man, I, I didn't think I was being that offensive. But sometimes the level of offense, if I could use that word, you said something, it got somebody fired up, whatever. And the level of response do not match. Yeah. And so I might have I might have said something that was offensive at like a level one, right? And the response is like a level ten, anger, hurt, pain, whatever, um, which tells me there's more to that story. There, there's some kind of uh, history. There's something that has happened, and all I did is I just opened up this box that has been sealed shut, and everything's pouring out of it. And so uh, when that happens, how do you recommend somebody responds? Because there will be times that we offend somebody, and we go. I didn't mean it that way or I didn't, you know, and it, it's interpreted a certain way or all the emotion, all the pain, all the hurt from the past. You mentioned somebody who, you know, the, the church was so awful to him. And so you can say something that brings back all of that history. How do you respond in those moments? Well, that would be a prime example of somebody being triggered, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think the wise thing to do if you have your wits about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I always have my wits about me. Sometimes I'm, you know, you want to combat. Yeah. Sometimes your brain dumps a bunch of adrenaline in your body and your hands start shaking. Yeah. And... The, the fact that you <laughs> yeah. got triggered is triggering me. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I think if you have your wits about you, um, maybe take a quick moment in your mind, Holy Spirit, come upon me right mm-hmm. now and give me wisdom in this response, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is a normal prayer for me. I need to pray it more at my house. I do better with strangers than I do at home. Mm. But I, I think... When somebody responds that way, if you can stop, take a breath, this is not about me. This is not personal. This is, this is something that, that literally has set them off, triggered them. I think you listen for a moment and then, cause I, I usually don't apologize because frankly, I'm not sorry for what I said. I'm not going to apologize for something, mm-hmm. you know, to be nice, right? Mm-hmm. Nice is not good leadership. Kind is good leadership, mm-hmm. but nice is ignoring the issue. And so I won't apologize unless I feel like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might say, man, that, that really set you off. Um, you know, I, I don't think I, I meant it at the level 
that that you've taken it. And in fact, I know I didn't mean it that way. And then I'll use these these words. Help me understand. Mm-hmm. Help me understand why. Because I feel like, to your point, you know, this was right here, and mm-hmm. and you're you're way above where it was in your reaction. Help me understand. Is is there something there? Mm-hmm. Do you have something in your past? I, I remember um, this was a few years ago. And a couple wanted to meet with me and I hadn't met them and they were part of Sun Valley and active and serve and, and all of that. And so um, I, I, I met with them and the thing that set them off was I, I, I spent a weekend and I talked about abortion and we love people no matter where they've been, what they've done, what's been done to them. We, we have um, a, a ministry uh, to women and to men uh, that, that have walked through that Um because a lot of times people carry a lot of hidden guilt and shame mm-hmm. through the years, and Jesus wants us to be free of that. But I made the statement. I, I said, God is pro-life. Uh, it, that's just reality. Um, and then I, you know, I'm quoting he's scriptures the of life, yeah. and, and all that. Of course he's pro-life. Mm-hmm. He, he's the creator. Well, that really upset this couple. And so they're sitting in my office, and so I, I did the help me understand. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I got my game face on because I'm in my office, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, – so I say, help me understand. Well, what it was is news stories from the past mm-hmm. around the term pro-life. Mm-hmm. And the and reality is they agreed with me. Yeah. Um, but this that phrase and the way I said it. It created a cultural filter it, to which they're going, oh, God's for bombing Planned Parenthood or God's yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And they're, he's they're, absolutely yeah. not for that. Yeah. I mean, I just, just think about, okay, just think about the audacity yeah. of even that. So you're pro-life, so you're going to do death. Mm-hmm. In response to the fact that you're pro-life, mm-hmm. right? And somebody's right. Yeah, but I'm protecting the innocent or whatever. Uh, God can do that. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does God want you to do? And God's never commanded anybody to go bomb in a, a Planned Parenthood yeah. office, right? Which, just to say this, God is pro-life. God is pro-truth. God is pro-grace. God is pro-love. So it's, there's a tension to all of that. God there's is a, pro-peace. Yes. Um, is there a time for justice and are there just wars? Yes. But they're rare mm-hmm. in the human race mm-hmm. because you have frail humans that are selfish and we make all kinds of decisions and none of them are pure. Mm-hmm. And so anytime we're going to bring justice to a situation, we've really got to submit ourselves the authority of God and pray for wisdom. We don't do those things flippantly. But the point is, right, um, it just set them off. So even though they agreed with me, biblically they agreed with me, that phrase set them off. Yeah. And again, that's that's the reality of modern time. Um, I have started reading the Wall Street Journal again uh, in the mornings. And um, there are certain phrases or headlines that they do on purpose to set people off. Mm-hmm. I've literally seen, and I, I'm old school. I do a hard copy of the Wall Street Journal with the paper in my hand. Oh, Jackson, yeah. Jackson came in Saturday morning this past week or, or Sunday morning, and I'm reading the paper. And, of course, I'm all covered up because the paper's <laughs> in front of me. And he's like, Dad. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're the only human being left on the planet that reads the paper like that still. And I'm like, ah, there might be You and people who are alive in the 50s. That's right. I just like that. I like the paper in my hand. It's like a book. I like the book in my hand. Anyway, um, I've literally seen copies of the Wall Street Journal in one place and then traveled and been on another side of the country in that afternoon. And it's the same day, but the headlines are different. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're marketing to different types of people. Again, those phrases, those catch things that set us off, they're trying to hook you. Uh, wait, social- wait, wait, wait. So you're saying there's a business aspect to this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, think about social media. Yeah. Right? None of us pay to use social media. Yeah. So how do they make money? Well, advertising, okay. What that means is 
uh, they're doing algorithms based on what you're looking at. That's right. Which means you're the product. I'm volunteering to be marketed to. You <laughs> are the cow that's being milked. Yeah. And so, um, and then they're, they're selling that milk to advertisers. I mean, we need to just wise up, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be at peace in the midst of a crazy world. And that's actually God's design for us. And if we will fear not and walk in the peace of Jesus, we will do a much better job of being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. Which, to your point earlier, that's what Jesus did. It's it's a it's a sign of maturity. Immaturity is I get angry right away. I get triggered right away. I get fired up right away. I don't listen. I just start yelling or talking or whatever. That That's what kids do. That's a tantrum. It is not God's will for us. To, I'm going to say this really blunt. It is not God's will for us to wake up every morning and go, what can I be pissed off about today? Mm-hmm. Right. And then just look for those things. That's not God's will for us. I said that in a crass way so we would remember it and it might help some of us. It's not God's will to wake up every day and go, how can I curse the darkness and be angry? Uh, it's, it's our job to wake up every day and submit ourselves under the authority of God's word by the power of the Holy Spirit and keep in step with him so that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is part of our lives. I feel like we are saying that a lot mm-hmm. lately because the world desperately needs that fruit, the fruit of what it means to actually know God. So it's not God's will for you to wake up and go, what am I going to be angry about today? Yeah. Yeah. Jack, we got to... Pause the conversation. I know we're going to continue this throughout this series, but would you would you pray for us? Pray for calm in the midst of chaos um, in our own hearts and minds and, and in how we interact with people. Absolutely. Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. I pray right now for everyone that belongs to Jesus. That's a child of God, that Holy Spirit, you would fill them. That you would fill Robert and I And for all of us, that your fruit would be evident in our lives. Uh, I know that in this series, I'm going to say some things that people are going to adamantly disagree with. But I pray that uh, in the midst of that, you would help me to and help Robert to deliver the message well. So that people understand their frustration is not with man. Their frustration is not with us, but, but with you. And we thank you and praise you that you can handle our frustrations. And so come Holy Spirit, help us to understand the truth of the Bible. And yet at the same time, the reality of your grace in the midst of the truth. And may we live in that tension of walking with you in a broken world. And may we represent you well. Guide us through this series, we pray. And Jesus, may it be for your glory. And in that, may it help us. And may it also be for our good. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.